0: This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. This episode of 20th Century Boy is brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon and the TCB Overflow podcast. If you finish 20th Century Boy and you want to hear more from me, head to patreon.com slash radiomike and for as little as a dollar a month, get the Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every single week. And the Pat and Mike show where producer Pat and I talk everything behind the scenes of 20th Century Boy. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. Well, I'm rich. Goodbye, losers, whom I've always hated. Come on, it'll be fun. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Rodolphus Mestrange. And this is the inside of my mind. Oh, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Of course, my name is Radio Mike, not Rodolphus Mestrange, but I do start every episode of this podcast with a different variation of an RM-themed name because my name is Radio Mike. Rodolphus Mestrange, I thought of because I'm pretty sure um, in Harry Potter, there's a there's a character called Rodolphus Lestrange, who is maybe Bellatrix Lestrange's husband... Anyway, it's not important. That's how I chose to start the show this week. Um, welcome to welcome to the podcast. Uh, new time listeners, old time listeners, welcome all. Come one, come all. The podcast is for everyone. Everyone can love and enjoy this podcast. A podcast about me, Radio Mikey Young, writer and producer from here in Melbourne, Australia. Just trying to make his way through life, sister. Sometimes it's easier than other times. At the moment, it's really fun. Spend an hour with me every week for a one-sided conversation, a conversation that you can't respond to. The best kind of conversations, because here on 20th Century Boy, we have all the conversations that you wish you were having, the conversations you want to be having, that you yearn to be having with your friends. But they're just not into the same stuff as you. They just don't have the same wacky minds as you. And so... You have to come to a podcast and listen to me have those conversations with you one-sidedly once a week. Love having you here, and of course, I do. Uh, I do want to start as always with the obligatory Patreon plug. That is the best way for you to support this show if you like this show. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Right, one dollar a month is twelve dollars a year. Three coffees a year. I've got a co- here's my coffee. If you're watching the video, here's my coffee for today, right? If you'd buy me three coffees a year in exchange for me making this podcast, please sign up to the Patreon. More and more people are doing it. It's becoming a pretty exclusive club, if I do say so myself. Or if you think every episode of the pod is worth $1, give $4, $4 a month, right? One episode a week, $1, $4 a month, right? We've had a bunch of new Patreons uh, this week, including Patreoshanna and Patreon a mil, and I would like to say we did hit 60 patrons. We now have 60 Patreon supporters for Radio Mike production. Huge. Let's get it to 70 because I'm pleased to announce anyone who is on the Patreon and if you are, if you... What was I going to say? If you if you are in the Patreon, you get access, of course, to the Overflow podcast, a bonus podcast that is up right now every week as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. Jump on over to the Overflow. Hear me talk about a bunch of other stuff. And as well as that, the Pat and Mike show where Pat, my producer, and I talk behind the scenes and just kind of make a bunch of jokes. Here's a little teaser, a funny moment from this week's uh, Pat and Mike show that I really enjoyed. What's a si- What's a similar saying to a fish out of water like i don't think there is one a pup you're a pope at at a mosque (laughs) (laughs) can we make that a thing a pope yeah but a pope at a mosque is different a pope at a mosque is like you're an expert at one thing but you've found yourself like it's like it's like if you were really good at tennis but you've you're at a footy game yeah you've been asked to play footy you're a pope in a mosque there you go, guys. The Pat and Mike Show is really fun. That's coming out at least every fortnight at the moment. Um, new episode going up this week as well. Uh, and as well as that, I've decided I'm giving away a t shirt. It is a Bart Simpson uh, kind of like psych- psychedelic Bart Simpson t shirt. The size is medium. But anyone in the Patreon by the end of June, right? At any tier, I'm going to do a lucky dip and you could win this t-shirt. Plus, we're, we're about to bring in a bunch of brand new stickers and a little bit more merch as well. Jump in the Patreon for the first word about that. Thank you to everyone who has signed up to the Patreon. It does go a very long way to support this show, as I say, every single week. Uh, Shana she did write in, and I, I wanted to, to, uh, to read this out. Hey, Mike, long-time listener. She jumped on uh, the Patreon, which is um, really nice. Long-time listener, sometimes contributor. I phoned in a few times. One time was when I attempted to eat 100 nuggets after your ordeal. People may remember I tried to eat 100 nuggets in 100 minutes for episode 100 of this show. Just wanted to send a message to say how happy I am for you and your continual growth, both career-wise and personal growth-wise. As I've been listening to you for years now, I weirdly feel like I know you and I'm proud of everything you are achieving. Thank you. Love both podcasts. Can't wait to catch up on all the Overflow and Pattern Mike Show episodes. There is a lot. If you like me, Patreon, binge those podcasts. There's hours of content there you're missing out on. Thank you for all the laughs and a great one-sided convo. If you're ever in Brisbane, I would love to buy you a coffee. Stay safe and keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Patreon Love hearing from you guys anytime any of the socials you know them get in touch with anything you hear on the show it would mean uh a hell of a lot to me uh, I love hearing from you Hello there Of course I do want to talk about uh the namesake of this week's episode which is the Obi- Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show on Disney Plus which has just launched I O B 1 again Um wow probably my most anticipated TV show of uh of the last little while. Um, if you are unfamiliar, this is essentially the Star Wars prequels end with Anakin Skywalker uh, dying, I guess. It's believed that he dies and then becoming Darth Vader, putting on the iconic Darth Vader outfit and helmet and speaking with that voice for the first time. Anakin, who was played by Hayden Christensen. Um Anakin, of course, if you're a Star Wars fan, was the uh Padawan, so I guess like the trainee of Established Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Twenty years later, they are continuing this story at last. And it was Hello there. amazing. Like, I am I actually am one of those people because if you if you're not a fan of Star Wars, you should watch Star Wars. It's it's really fun. And The prequel trilogies in particular cop a lot of flack. A lot of people say that the prequel trilogies are really bad. They're really poorly written. The dialogue is really awful. A lot of people pan Hayden Christensen's performance, but I actually think he's... he's, I love Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. And I guess, like, I've talked a lot on this show in the past, I'm sure of it, about um, why I think the Star Wars narrative of the character of Darth Vader, AKA Anakin Skywalker is such a, a fascinating narrative. And it's like, it's such an interesting story of the descent of, you know, and that's, this is what the prequels did. It's like showing you how did Anakin Sky, how did Darth Vader, where did he come from? Who was he? You know, he. we knew he was Luke Skywalker's father, but what were his origins? And it turns out, you know, he was a slave as, as a kid and he was taken in by the Jedi because they sensed great power of the Force in him and he was going to ret- return balance to the Force. But then, you know, he had so much anger and fear and he ended up becoming a murderer and then he tried to kill, he dueled Obi-Wan at the end and Obi-Wan won the battle and, and Anakin fell into essentially lava and burnt his whole face off and then was rescued by emperor palpatine aka darth sidious and was taken over to the dark side and it's just such a fascinating story i love that character i just love it and i've always wanted to see that story arc explored even more because like I love, as much as people hate them, I love the prequels. I think that story is so fascinating and watching the slow descent of Anakin into, like, this murderous villain is so fascinating. So when they revealed Obi-Wan Kenobi was coming back and um, Ewan McGregor would play Obi-Wan and um, Hayden Christensen would return as Darth Vader, I was so excited because it will, it means that, and this hasn't happened yet, but it means that I'm sure you will see... Darth Vader remove his mask um because otherwise why get Hayden Christensen because it's James Earl Jones who voices Darth Vader anyway um but I think you never see Darth Vader remove the mask in the original movie so I think it'll be great to see Hayden Christensen under the mask interacting with Obi-Wan who assumes that he's dead but I loved the TV show uh the first two episodes are out uh, you uh, 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 A couple mild spoilers, but it's all just episode one stuff. It's not like I'm revealing anything. Young Princess Leia, because uh, this is obviously before when Princess Leia is 10 years old. She is a main character. Quite divisive. I was talking to the guys down at the cafe near mine. Buy me, a, buy me three coffees a year, $12, $1 a month on Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio Mike. And they were saying they hated uh, young Princess Leia, as did Radio Leslie, who wrote in to me on Instagram. Um, I was mildly disappointed about Obi One. It was so Disneyed up. Like the Mandalorian was a bit darker and edgier and gritty, and the first step of Obi One was like, okay, let's explain everything so kids can understand. And yeah, young Leia is cool so far, but feels a bit forced. She then goes bit forced, ha, huh, Bit of a Star Wars Star Wars joke for you, Radio Jono as well. He said, as someone who hasn't seen the prequels, I enjoyed it enough and liked where the story fits into the Star Wars universe. I'm probably missing out on a ton of cameos and references though. I just thought Princess Leia, the character is, again, those three original, the three major original Star Wars heroes, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Leia, Princess Leia, are such iconic characters. Like their personalities are so iconic. And, you know, this is... 50 years after Carrie Fisher played Princess Leia in the original Star Wars films in the 70s, right? 50 years later. And they've got a young girl who does actually resemble, like, uh, uh, it is believable to me that she is the young Leia. Like, she does look like Carrie Fisher a lot. And she's just, I just thought she was great. Like, I honestly thought the way they had, they've they written this character Leia that we know as this, like, fierce, independent woman who like doesn't take any shit and we've now we're seeing her 50 years later we're seeing her as a 10 year old girl and she's really um I don't know she's just really rebellious and really um she's a really independent and respectful princess but she's really rebellious and like confident in herself and I think this is exactly how Princess Leia would be like I, I look at this character I'm like this is exactly what I would think Princess Leia would be as a girl. Um, and McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi is obviously fantastic. Hey again, Obi-Wan. And I just think, I don't know. I'm so excited. There's only six episodes. Two are out already. And uh, we haven't even really seen Darth Vader yet. But we know he's going to be like an iconic role in this show. And I just think, I don't know. Mandalorian, I loved. Mandalorian is one of my favourite TV shows. Even if you don't like Star Wars... I think Mandalorian is a fantastic, like, space western. It's just amazing plots, amazing fight scenes, amazing characters. It does, I feel like now, like, the first season particularly was amazing. Season two, it did start to be like, oh, look, it is it is in the Star Wars universe. Here's a bunch of other characters you might know from Star Wars. The first one, what I liked about it, and I, th- I may have said this on the pod as well before, but the first season of Mandalorian was like, this is a story in the world of Star Wars, but it's not like linked to much to all the other stuff going on in Star Wars. And I like that because the Star Wars universe is a really fascinating universe. Like if you're into science fiction and fantasy and and stuff like that, Star Wars is a really interesting universe to to watch. So, yeah, I don't I I'm really I I think Obi-Wan might top Mandalorian um because I don't know. I, I just think Hayden Christensen is going to be so good in this show. Again, we haven't seen him in the first two eps, mild spoilers, but we haven't seen him. He was so, so panned and criticized for his work in the original, in the prequel Star Wars films. 20 years later, this is my thoughts on it. I've been saying this all along. Hayden Christensen wants this to be amazing. Hayden Christensen wants to prove to every Star Wars fan in the world that he was the right choice to play Anakin Skywalker. And I guarantee you, he is going to bring it and give it his all in Obi-Wan Kenobi the series. As su- I promise you, I have thought this the whole time. I'm like, he is going to make sure this is the best performance of his life and he's going to get the biggest redemption of his life. Guarantee it. Calling it right now. Hayden Christensen is going to absolutely blow your mind. And he will definitely remove the Darth Vader mask at some point. Calling it. It is going to be amazing seeing these two characters who, you know, a lot of 90s kids like me, we grew up on the Star Wars prequels. We didn't see the originals in the 70s. We saw those after. So the prequels mean a lot to us. And seeing these characters again, to me is amazing, and I love this development. This is a this is like I would love for them to do more of this series because it is absolutely absolutely awesome. Hello there. So I'll keep giving updates on that. I also just um I might talk more about these next week, but I'm get I, I usually watch movies if I'm at home. I don't know why I just prefer watching movies, but I started watching season six of Better Call Saul, the final season of Better Call Saul, which is the Breaking Bad prequel series loving it. I always forget how good that show is. I love it so much. So I'm uh, about halfway through season six of that. So excited to see what happens. It's such an intense show. And then I did watch the first episode of Stranger Things season four, which was like a 90 minute episode. And I really liked it. Season three of Stranger Things, I thought was like really average and starting to feel like, yeah, they're just milking this series what it's worth. If the rest of season four is like that first episode. I think it's going to be really good. It seems to be amping up the horror aspect, and it was there were some really creepy moments in this, and a bunch of new characters, which is good. But it felt like they, you know, it can sometimes be jarring, but it felt like they introduced them in the right way, giving them enough time to shine, but not overshadowing the original Carson. I do like the direction it seems to be taking. That you know, these four main boys from the original season like they're starting to grow apart and get older and have different interests and stuff and just that normal teenage growing up stuff that they're facing I think is is an interesting one to explore so I'm really looking forward to continuing both of those shows. Speaking of um Obi-Wan Kenobi though I noticed in Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, and a few people have noticed this that uh, Flea who I believe is I think he's the bassist or guitarist in the band Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea. You know, he goes by Flea. What's Flea's real name, actually, now that I think about it? Flea Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I assume his name isn't Flea. It's Michael Peter Balzari. My name is Michael Peter Balzari, and this is the inside of my mind. Yeah, he's the bassist of Red Hot Chili Peppers. He pops up. He pops up in Obi-Wan Kenobi as one of the characters. He is one of the villain characters. I will say this again. Flea, the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers, appeared as an actor in the new Star Wars film Obi-Wan Kenobi. New Star, in the new Star Wars series Obi-Wan Kenobi, rather. And look, I got a similar shock in The Mandalorian when Bill Burr, the famous stand-up comedian, appears as, as a character in Mandalorian. It's always weird. It's always jarring seeing an actor you know from somewhere or a person you know from somewhere in something completely different to what you were used to seeing them in. I actually remember when Neil Patrick Harris, most famously known as Barney from How I Met Your Mother, surely, I, I think he was like the one of the bad guys in Gone Girl, that movie with Emily Rat- Ratajkowski and um. Who's that? Was it Matt? It wasn't Matt Damon. It was that other hunky guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Neil Patrick Harris was like a bad guy in that, and it was just—it just felt really out of place because Neil Patrick Harris is Barney, like the erratic, enthusiastic womanizer from How I Met Your Mother, who probably wouldn't hold up in a post-me-to era. It was just really—I remember seeing and being like, "Ah, oh, Barney, what are you doing in this movie?" So actually, that's an interesting uh, ride-in point. What is like? It's kind of actually like originally when Bryan Cranston played Walter White in Breaking Bad because most people knew Bryan Cranston as Hal, the bumbling dad from Malcolm in the Middle and to suddenly have like, that's where a lot of us grew up watching him and loving him and his performance in that show is phenomenal, don't get me wrong. But suddenly he's Walter White, this angry, hard-ass, dad who's dying of cancer who becomes a drug lord um in Breaking Bad and it was just like really jarring and I think that's where people that's where Brian Cranston started becoming really really famous because it was like a really serious role as opposed to most of his comedic roles before but I think if you look at Hal from Malcolm in the Middle and Walter White from Breaking Bad I think you can just, like, see the absolute range of this guy and his acting ability. Like, Brian Cranston's phenomenal. Back to Flea. Flea pops up in Obi-Wan. Awesome. Super random. But not the first time Flea has popped up in the entertainment world. Do you guys know what the other one is? Well, the one I'm thinking of, at least. And also, do write in your actors taken out of context or people taken out of context text things. But Flea, it, it, this reminded me, Flea being an Obi-Wan reminded me of another Flea thing that I realised we don't talk about this enough because, ladies and gentlemen and listeners of the podcast, welcome to the podcast, all of you, this is what we talk about here. I don't think we, as a society, talk enough about the character Donnie from the Wild Thornbreeze. <laughs> Okay, well, that was a little sample of him there. If you haven't seen this show, The Wild Thornbury's of course, was a um, Nickelodeon TV show from, like, the early 2000s, I think, about a girl, Eliza Thornberry, whose parents film nature documentaries around the world, so she lives in, like, an RV, and she goes around the world, and she can talk to animals. She has a monkey best friend called Darwin, a reference to Charles Darwin, who discovered the theory of evolution – or or had came up with the theory of evolution. Cool little references there. And then in the show as well, and again, I feel like we don't talk about this enough, there is a character called Donnie who is essentially like a wild child Tarzan-esque boy that the Thornbury family have adopted. And I just... I just like, when I saw Flea, I was like, oh yeah, Flea used to voice Donnie from the Wild Thornbreeze. And I just thought that character was so insane because Flea, again, the bassist from the band Red Hot Chili Peppers. <todos singing> standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a light on. Well, that's Anthony Keaties, but, but Flea would be like, boo do boo boo You get it. boo dee doo doo dee doo dee Whatever the bass line is. He got paid, I assume, to go into Nickelodeon maybe once a week to record stuff like, essentially, to record this. I want all of you right now to try and do a Do Donnie. Actually, yeah, I want all of you, if you're listening, right now, do yourself a Donnie. Call up the podcast hotline 1-800-438-353 don't be anxious just call it up and do your best impression of Donnie the character from the wild thorn breeze that is voiced by Flea <laughs> I just feel like we don't talk about this enough. There was a whole TV show in which the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers voiced a character who didn't speak English and instead just spoke in literal gibberish and just went. <laughs> I, I I just I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Because when I remember the show The Wild Thornbreeze, I actually forgot about the Donny character. What was his purpose? He just speaks gibberish. I don't I wasn't a huge fan of the show but I like Donnie but who's voiced by Flea who's now in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And that's what this podcast is all about making moot connections between different pop culture artifacts of the past, present and maybe future. Just call up do your best Donnie because I actually want to prove that anyone could do Donnie. I think anyone I could voice him Just did it. That's my Donnie. I am Donnie. You are Donnie. Call the hotline. We are all Donnie. But seriously, if anyone has any insight as to how Flea... I'm sure it's out there. How did Flea get the job as Donnie on the Wild Thornbreeze? And did he record different dialogue for every episode? Or was there just like generic... And they just subbed it in every episode? And in the script, was it written like Donnie... Donnie was that in the script these are the things i want to know a lot of people are like i want to know about the economy i want to understand you know um interest rates on houses i want to get a phd in physics and then me here poor old radio mic i'm left with the i'm left here you know in my bedroom doing a podcast asking these questions that nobody else seems to care about why is Flea, the bassist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, voicing a cartoon Tarzan knockoff character that only speaks in gibberish? And did he record separate lines for every episode? And how much did he get paid? It's a mystery that one day I would like to find out. There are a few things uh, on this podcast that I think will surprise people, and uh, I do want to do a few brand updates. Shout out to I can't I I sorry I didn't write your name down. Whoever this is. But uh, welcome to the Radio Family. You'll know who you are. I obviously talked last week about Music for a Sushi Restaurant, the song uh, by Harry Styles. Got this message, uh, Mike, your influence is immeasurable. After listening to the pod, I had to go get some sushi and no Music for a Sushi Restaurant was heard. This podcast is Influencer Central. I talk about sushi, people go get sushi. I talk about grilled, people go get grilled. I talk about chicken nuggets, people go and get chicken nuggets. I could talk about anything, any brand on this podcast, people will do it. I'm a great, great, great podcast to advertise on, just putting that out there, because my listeners are influenced by this guy right here, me. If you want to advertise on this podcast, get in touch. Just putting that out there. That's not what this is about. Um, Grilled, of course, the long-running saga on this podcast with Grilled. Um, They sent me a message uh, a few weeks ago saying... Expect a voucher in your DM soon. I go great, love you so much, grilled. Because I do, I love grilled, um, especially those um, those zucchini chips. Didn't hear anything from grilled for three weeks, so I slid into their DMs. I said, "Grilled, look, uh, didn't get a voucher. Have have we broken up? What's going on? I'm starting to see. I'm starting to doubt myself." Grilled replies, "No." We're about to launch a collaboration with Stranger Things on Netflix, something you guys are probably all going to watch because I've just talked about it and I'm an influencer, right? We're launching a burger with them. There'll be a voucher in your in your DM soon. You'll get a free grilled burger. Meanwhile, I'm seeing all these other influencers. People tag me grilled. I know you're two-timing me. I'm seeing influencers with more followers than me getting paid ads, right? Influencers, paid ads, paid ads, ad campaigns with grilled, look at me, I'm doing my Stranger Things Grilled collaboration. Meanwhile, just a voucher for Mikey. My pool clearly isn't big enough. Well, that's fine. Still haven't gotten the voucher grilled, which is why I was very interested when Domino's Pizza slid in to my DMs. Welcome Domino's Pizza to the podcast. I took a photo of a sign near my house. Uh, It was just like some poster advertising uh, Domino's Pizza. And it was like, Friday and Saturday special, a picture of a pizza, $5.95, whatever the deal was. You know, professionally printed poster by Domino's. Friday was spelt wrong. It was spelt fur day. And unless there's a new day I don't know about, it was a typo. A pretty embarrassing one at that for Domino's, a pretty big pizza chain. You know, not the best pizza in the world. No offense, Domino's, I would never buy your pizza, but I would accept it for free if you gave it to me. Took a photo of the Friday fur day mishap posted on Instagram tagged Domino's. The Domino's PR rep slides into my DM, sim, DMs. The Domino's spokesperson slides into my DMs simply saying La mayo, Laughing my ass off. And it was funny. I then just decided to go for it. I said, Domino's, do you want to sponsor my podcast and give me some free pizza? The PR rep said, Maybe. Email this email address. I am still waiting on a reply, but uh, maybe next week on the show, I'll read out the email that I sent them because I'm hoping to get some free pizza on this show. Uh, So at the moment, Domino's has provided nothing for the show. I can't stress that enough, but it was interesting that they slid into my DMs. Finally, on the brand updates, Disney. Of course, if you heard last week's ep, uh, you will know that I was invited by Disney to the Bob's Burgers movie premiere. Amazing. Thank you again to Disney for that. Got an email in the week from another PR rep at Disney simply saying, Hey Mike, just wondering, are you a Star Wars fan? Am I? Yeah, I am. I reply, yes, I am. I'm a Star Wars fan. What do you got for me? No reply. Wondering what it might've been. If there was a freebie, if there was a merch pack, if there was a premiere, early news, something like that, might never know, but I will keep you guys updated. On the premiere front... I have been plus one to another premiere, Jurassic World Dominion. So I will be going to that as well. Lots and lots of things happening in the life of RM. Lots of brands, lots of premieres. We're working really, really well. But seriously, all the all, all of you guys tag me in uh, like other influence, bigger. Right? Well, I'm not an influencer in case you didn't hint the sarcasm, but other... Real influencers doing ads for Grilled and Netflix and Stranger Things and stuff. And I'm just like, how do you get that? Because that, I'd surely at this point, Grilled, I'm perfect for it. But anyway, if you don't want me, you don't want me. Guys, I said there are a lot of things on this episode that were going to surprise you. And this one, I think, will. Because there is a segment on this show that actually started all the way back in season one. I think it's been probably the most tumultuous segment in the history of 20th Century Boy. It's very controversial. There's been lots of controversial opinions on it, takes on it. And uh, at one stage on this podcast, we did vow to never do it again on the podcast. We decided that the segment was simply too, too difficult. However, I did, I believe I did bring it back Earlier this year or late last year, when I thought that I found a rhyme crime to end all rhyme crimes, it was again, hotly debated, but listeners of the show, radio family, thank you for standing by me always, because I think I've got one. I think I do actually, actually have a rhyme crime that will end all rhyme crimes. I genuinely think this one is indisputable. So I think we should do, for the first time in a long time and possibly for the last time, to close this chapter, possibly once and for all, I think we should do one of these. Radio mics, Rhyme Crime. Okay, if you're new to the show, welcome. You've got a lot to catch up on, but I'll give you the 313 of this segment. Essentially, originally in Rhyme Crime, I can't even remember now, we were looking for songs... Were we looking for songs that rhymed the same word with the same word? That's right. And originally, just a quick snapshot, I did The Way I Am by Eminem. I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would you say I am? In the paper, the news, every day I am. Radio won't even play my jam. And I, I stress that rhyming I am with I am three or four times was a rhyme crime. Later, a lot of people disputed this. A lot of people disputed this, particularly Rhyme Cop Brody. Who is still the authority of rhyme crimes on this show. Now Rhyme Crop Brody Rhyme Cop Brody, rather, had a uh he essentially believed that that was simply repetition. That was a rep it was repeating a rhyme in all Oh no, sorry. That one was The rhyme wasn't am and am. It was say I am with way I am and day I am. And that was the rhyme. Then there was the repetition clause where sometimes it was rhyming the same thing twice, but then people said, no, they're repeating it for increased effect. And it it became very hazy. Brody had a few laws going. I don't know if he still listens. If you do, Brody, hi, get in touch with the show after you hear this. Um, Because this rhyme crime that I found... I believe, satisfies the the criteria. Just in case, I've actually um, programmed this little rhyme crime identifying robot. Um, rhyme crime robot, are you there? Hello, Mike. I'm ready to prosecute any rhyme crime without fuss. Awesome. That's good because fuss is certainly the worst part about uh, this show. Guys, you know, I think you will be... Surprised at how abominable, how much of an abomination this rhyme crime is. Uh, rhyme crime robot, are you ready? Lay it on me. Also, you're very handsome and funny. Thanks, rhyme crime robot. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> that just caught me off guard. Um. All right. Well, let's do this. I believe this is a rhyme crime to end all rhyme crimes. Are you guys familiar? And this actually was originally going to be a song I forgot existed, um, which is another segment on this show. This song was going to be part of it. It's a song called Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry. And who do you think you are? Beautiful. Running around leaving scars, collecting a jar of hearts. And tearing love apart. Yeah. Beautiful heart-wrenching song. Did forget it existed, but it's not the song I forgot existed for this episode. Um, there is a rhyme crime in the bridge of the song. It's a blatant one. It's not repetition. It is a rhyming the same word with the same word. Guys, take a listen to this and, and Rhyme Crime Robot, feel free to analyse straight off the bat. And now you're back. You don't get to get me back. Morning. Blatant Rhyme Crime Alert. Contacting Rhyme Police. Rhyme Crime Data. Christina Perry. Jar Parts. Rhyme Bad with Bad. Not repetition. If you disagree with Rhyme Crime Robot, fuck you. Thank you. Um thanks I guess Rhyme Cop Rhyme Rhyme Crime Robot for that. There you go. The lyrics are, now you're back, you don't get you don't get to get me back. Now you're back, you don't get to get me back. That is not repetition. That is as far as I'm concerned. A blatant rhyme crime to end all rhyme crimes. Looking forward to hear all of your thoughts. Every time we do this segment, it becomes very uh very hazy, but I think this one is indisputable. There is a little bit of a twist that's come in uh on this segment of the show. It's time for the Shrekomatic Universe. Does that sound good to you? Uh no, not really, no. Okay, the Shrekomatic Universe is where we're creating a fictional Shrek cinematic universe like the Marvel Cinematic Universe but for Shrek. Um one listener, I always forget your name has sent in a detailed uh series of films for the Shrekomatic Universe, but uh Radio Madison. Welcome to the RF. She's actually sent in a fascinating article that that genuinely took me by shock. Um and maybe this can be part of the Shrek Shrekomatic universe. Because uh there's a show coming to Melbourne at the end of June. And the name of that show, I, I shit you not, is Shreklesk. <laughs> uh and that is as in Shreklesk, as in Burlesque Shrek. Yes, this apparently exists. Here's a here's a little bit of a bio of the show. This sexy adults-only burlesque parody is coming to a swamp near you. Calling all talking donkeys and fairy tale creatures, get ready to peel back the layers at a reimagining of Shrek that is sure to flood your swamp, make you a believer, hallelujah. Uh uh, after sold-out runs across Australia, the all-star smash hit Shrek is touring again and you'll be green with envy if you don't swipe yourself a ticket for the ogly anticipated shows. Wow, this is pun heavy. Um, Shrek Lesk is an award-winning show that puts the mean green love machine on the pedestal he deserves, offering its audience a smorgasbord of performance styles including burlesque, drag and musical theatre. Audiences will be treated to a night of frivility, stunning costumes and performances that will leave them in a fit of hysterics and confusing urges. If you like the idea of w- witnessing a strip tease that leaves you explaining not the gumdrop buttons, this show is definitely for you. We have to go to this show. I have to go and see Shreklesque, the burlesque Shrek show. It is essential. It might help us, you know, maybe not at the beginning of the Shrek CU, we have a burlesque-based Shrek but maybe later when the audience has matured we can do a more sexually charged Shrek and this might give us hints for that. We have to go. I'm going to email them and see if I can get free tickets because surely I'm one of the I must be the biggest podcast in the country that talks about Shrek. I must be. There's a Shrek line in the opening to this podcast. First I'm still proud of that intro. It flows so well, just on a personal note. But there is Shrek in the intro to this podcast. I had to give uh, Keelan a call, friend of the show, Keelan, because Keelan is also probably the biggest Shrek fan I know. He is obsessed with it. Um, And I want to go with Keelan. I told him I was going to give him a buzz. So I'm going to see if he even knows that this exists and then just go from there. It's ringing. It's ringing. Hello. Keelan, you're on the podcast. Welcome to the show. Woohoo. What's happening? Keelan, I need to ask you a serious question about something I've found out, and uh, yeah. I just want an honest answer, okay? Yeah. Were you aware that there is a burlesque Shrek show coming to right. Melbourne at the end of June? I did know. I did. I did actually know that, yeah. You, you did know? Yeah. Shre- Shrek. What is it called? Shrek? Shrek. Oh, Shrek Lesk. Yeah, Shreklesk, Shrek Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. i ta- did I know about that? How did you know about it? I just found out. Targeted advertising. Yeah, because you're the biggest Shrek fan in the country, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they keep saying. Okay. Keelan, do you want to come Mine? to the show with me? I- uh, what, what's the date? Um, the 29th of June. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Can Let's you actually? It. Hang on, let me check my calendar. Check your calendar. Uh, Wednesday the 29th. Yeah, 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 I can do that for sure. All right, I'm going to try and get us free tickets. If not, I will buy tickets and shout you one okay um and uh we'll go together and do a review of it i just thought i have to go because i was saying i must be one of the biggest podcasts in the country that talks about shrek on a regular basis as would have Mm. been luke and lewis so we i feel like we're in with a good shot to get into this show for free i'm excited let's do it all right awesome thank you uh for joining me looking forward to it Oh, good. Talk to you later. All right. See you, Keelan. Keep the date. Bye. Bye. There you go, guys. We're going to Shrek Lesk. It's so interesting. I, because it, during that call, I actually thought, because obviously Shrek Lesk must feature Shrek having sex or Shrek in Shrek in a sexy way. But then I was like, does Shrek have sex? Or does Shrek have Shreks? S-H-R-E-X. Do, do, does Shrek... and? Does Shrek have sex or does he have Shreks? Or on another note, do you think Shrek ever refers to sex with Fiona as Shreks? Ah, Fiona, let's have Shreks. I'm so horny. Do you think that ever happened <laughs> And this is the only podcast in the country, nay, the world, that you will hear these kinds of conversations as I've repeated so often on this show. Does Shrek have sex or does Shrek have Shreks? I think he has at least once in a cheeky kind of way been like, hey Fiona, you want to have sex or you want to have Shreks? I'm really bad at the Shrek voice as you can see. But there we go. We are going to shrek We will be going the Shrek burlesque show. Uh, Two more things on the show before we wrap today. Uh, The first one, got an email in from Radio Nathan Fisher. Welcome to the RF Radio, Nathan F. Uh, And this brings up a sore spot for me, but I think you guys are going to be surprised with what I say here. Hey, Mike, my wife wants to go to either Sydney or Melbourne for a holiday soon. We're from Brisbane. And unfortunately, I think she's leaning towards Sydney. I've never been to Melbourne, but my wife said there's more to do in Sydney, so I'm on the fence. I know you've been really vocal about how Sydney is shit, and I want to know why Melbourne would be the better choice as a holiday goer so I can convince her. Loving the pod and also fuck you. Thank you, Radio Nathan, for that. Uh, this is going to shock a lot of people. People are not going to like this, what I'm about to say, but I am going to say it because that's what I do on this pod. I speak my mind. I say it as it is. I call a spade a spade. Um, if you are going on a holiday to either Melbourne or Sydney, I know I did say I hate Sydney. I know I have said that, guys. I have said that I hate Sydney. It's the worst city in the world, but... If you're planning on going on a holiday to either Melbourne or Sydney, go to Sydney. (laughs) Explosion sound effect. But honestly, I I do have to give Sydney some credit because I think Melbourne is a better city to live in, but Sydney is a much more beautiful city. Um, That's all. That's, I just have to say it. The Opera House, the Harbour Bridge, the Harbour at night, it's really beautiful. It's really nice. Like, having a harbour in the middle of the city, in Melbourne you've just got a dirty, the Yarra River, a dirty river that runs through the whole city and it's gross. It's a brown river. It's kind—it's nice sort of in the city in Melbourne at night, like Flinders, Flinders and Fed Square and, um, uh, like, South Bank and walking down there can be nice in the city, but... Honestly man generally speaking if you're going on a one week holiday I I would go to Sydney because it's it's much nicer there's beaches like accessible good beaches whereas in Melbourne all the beaches are pretty shit you have to go down the coast like down to the bay if you want to um go to a, go to a good beach so yeah look I uh sorry to sorry to do a reversal but if you're going on a holiday go to Sydney it's very nice there. You can jump on a ferry. You can do heaps of stuff. There is more to do there. All you can do in Melbourne is get coffee. Melbourne actually sucks. Like, if I was a tourist in Melbourne, I have no idea. Has anyone been a tourist in Melbourne? What did you do? Because, you know, like, for example, when I went to Japan, I, went, I got that book, Traveler's Guide to Japan or Traveler's Guide to Tokyo, whatever, Lonely Planet Guide to Tokyo. There's so much stuff the whole thing there's so much stuff any international listeners who have been to melbourne what does the melbourne book say what what is there that they recommend you do in the lonely planet's guide to melbourne that's what i would like to know from you because i do think sydney is a better city for a holiday but you wouldn't want to live there okay we've been doing this segment i really like it it's uh it's going really well on the instagram so uh Before we go, let's do one of these bad boys. It's Radio Mike's Songs You Forgot Existed. Oh, I forgot about that song. Hello there. Yeah. So it's Songs You Forgot Existed. I play a song that I think you've forgotten existed. Last week we did three. I realise I haven't gotten uh, given any of the the results for these because I put a poll up on Instagram every week. And you can also go to the... 20th Century Boy Instagram, at TCB Pod. I put memes up there every week, uh, every day rather, so definitely jump on there. Um, results so far of what we've done. So we did Get Shaky, the Ian Carey project. 48% forgot that song existed. Um, we then had Fall For You, Secondhand Serenade. 53% of listeners of on Instagram had forgotten that song existed. Then we had last week The Way I Are, Timberland, Only 19%. So that was a pretty poor one from me. I thought lots of people would have forgotten that. The Way You Move by Body Rockers, 23%. Still low. One in five people though. or nearly one in four people forgot that that song existed. But our standout, our absolute standout, well, not really absolute, like by 1%, Starstruck 303, 54% of people forgot that song existed on the Instagram poll interested about this one because I I'm pretty sure this was a really big song but I but maybe it wasn't because my dad used to listen to this in the car that's how I know about this song um but you know we'll put it out there let's uh guys let's do it see if you guys remember this song Alright, alright, it is time for another one of these songs you forgot existed. What could it be this time? Well, you're about to find out. This is a song that I think you've definitely forgotten existed. Ready to hear it? Alright, here we go. Do you remember this song? All the Things She Said by Tattoo. Come on, guys, you totally did not remember that song. Now let me know what songs you think I've forgotten. All the Things She Said by Tattoo, who I think were like... Were they like a Russian girl duo or something? And they were like also lovers, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Russian music duos. A Russian music duo that consisted of Lena Katina. (laughs) Lena Katina. And... (laughs) Lena Katina, sorry. That just cracked me up. No offence, Lena. This is a rhyming name. Lena Katina and Julia Volkova. I'm pretty sure they were in a relationship with each other as well, um, but I'm not 100% sure. All the things she said got really big in the West. They also, funnily enough, I didn't plan this, but I just remembered, funnily enough, Tattoo, that band, that group, they also had a song called Not Gonna Get Us, They're not gonna get us, if you remember that. And I just realised the instrumental backing track to the Rhyme Crime opener, this. Radio mics Rhyme Crime. This instrumental is the instrumental to the song Not Gonna Get Us by Tattoo. So since season one, Tattoo has actually been a big part of this show in the intro music to this. I don't know if anyone realised... This is the instrumental version of Not Gonna Get Us by Tattoo. Listen. I think I put in the sirens and the helicopter sound effect. Anyway, that's just a funny little tidbit. What a coincidence I ended up doing Rhyme Crime on this episode. Let me know if you forgot that that song existed. And now it's time for this. The plug. Not a huge amount to plug. I will say... Someone sent something in today to my Instagram. Let's just say this. Rhyme Crime came back for today's app. Next week, there might be another app. Uh, might be another old segment returning to the show. A legacy segment back from season one. Um, so there's that. Of course... Harry Potter and the Boys, go and check that out. My fan fiction podcast, Sammy Garlep, joined me. Uh, one of my favourite guests to have on that show. Jump on the YouTube channel to see full video versions of this podcast, as well as that, the Patreon, as I said, give, T-shirt giveaway. We'll be printing a bunch of new merch soon. You'll be the first to know about that, and you'll get some discounts, hopefully, as well. Patreon.com slash Mike. as little as a dollar a month. If you do want to make a one-off donation to the show... Um, that'd be awesome, paypal.me slash Um, If you send $15, you pay for this show to exist for a month. So if you can spare $15, shoot it, shoot it my way. That'd be amazing. Um, again, I don't love, like, ending every show by being like, give me money, please. But um, it's just, like, the reality of this is, like, I... I uh, like, I, I do this podcast essentially at a loss. I pay Pat every week. I make no money off this podcast. In fact, I lose money off this podcast, but it is my passion and my hobby. And I love doing this podcast so much. It is my favorite thing. And interacting with you guys, I'm not just saying this, hearing all, everyone who tags me and stuff, Insta DMs me, emails, voicemail, whatever you do, like it just means so much. And that is what keeps me coming back doing this because it's so fun just chatting to you guys about the stupid shit I talk about on this show. And that's why I say it's the conversations you want to be having, the conversations you wish you were having. So yeah, if you can support the show, please do. Um, As well as that, just before we go, Rate the podcast on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, you can rate podcasts at the top of the podcast. We're currently on 71 ratings and 4.8. So give us a five-star review. We do accept four. We don't accept three or under. Jump in the Discord if you would like to participate in uh, conversation with people from this show. And leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts as well. That is a great way to um, support the show as well. Just helps push us up. Thank you so much for listening this week. I will speak to you next week. I love you very much. My name's been Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. All the other things that I usually say at the end that I've stopped saying because there were too many and I forgot them. New listeners probably have listened to this episode and be like, I don't understand this podcast. I'm out. That's fine. The rest of us will have fun without you. Bye. Nah, just joking. If you're new, please ask me any questions if you were confused. I'll answer them for you. Bye. Yeah. yeah. This episode of 20th Century Boy was brought to you by Radio Mike on Patreon. If you just finished the podcast and want to hear me talk even more, head to patreon.com slash radiomike to get access to the TCB Overflow podcast, an extra podcast every week, and the Pat and Mike show, where me and producer Pat talk behind the scenes of making this show. The Patreon is overflowing with content. We'll see you there. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch, radiomikepod at (laughs) gmail.com.